Welcome to Unconditional, the podcast that takes you on a journey through the property market. Whether you're a first-time buyer, a seasoned investor, or just curious about the ins and outs of property buying and selling, this is the show for you. Join us as we explore the latest trends, share expert insights, and speak to industry leaders about everything from auctions to settlement and everything in between. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in to the world of property. Uh, hi, everyone, uh, and welcome to the podcast. I'll be your host uh, for today's show. Uh, my name is Craig Mason. Uh, I'm a, a lawyer uh, with a firm called SMS Law, who brings this uh, podcast to you today. Uh, today, what we wanted to uh, touch on, uh, so in uh, uh, Queensland um, and for the rest of the world for that matter, we're drawing uh, to a close uh, for the year, so 2023. So we wanted to recap on some things that have happened uh, in the podcast. Uh, so we've had some some guests uh, on the podcast. You might remember we had Elena Perry, who's the conveyancing manager at SMS Law. And she came on the podcast and shared uh, with us uh, the day-to-day workings of a conveyancer, which was uh, interesting. And I'm sure you got some value out of just understanding what a conveyancer does on a daily basis, the sorts of activity uh, they might be doing. And she also shared how much she enjoyed working at SMS Law, uh, which we uh, thank her for that. We also had the wonderful Jared Willis, who's a real estate agent uh, based in the Moreton Bay uh, region. Uh, he works at uh, Richardson and Wrench uh, Real Estate Agency at uh, Morrowfield Caboolture. Uh, and Jared shared with us um, you know, some insights into when you're uh, selling a property or buying a property. And he went through, you know, some tactics that you could have uh, to get the best possible price or to negotiate the best possible price for you when you're buying and gave us an idea as to what uh, the future holds in this uh, Moreton Bay region in particular, coming into things like the Olympics, which are going to be held in Brisbane, Queensland in 2032. Uh, and you know the valuable insights we got from that uh, as to what to expect gives everyone some confidence going into 2024 in the in the property market. So they're the sorts of guests that we've had on uh, so far in 2023. What to look out for in 2024? More of the same in terms of guests. So we'll have uh, other guests on the show uh, that are in the property uh, um, area. So it could be real estate agent, mortgage broker. Uh, a buyer's agent, uh, other people involved in the industry to share their expert insights uh, for you, uh, the listener, uh, so you can get the most out of any property transaction that you're entering into in 2024. So that's what to expect. You'll still hear from me uh, as well in 2024, unfortunately. Uh, So I'll be doing um, a number of shows giving some other legal insights into things that happen in the in any property transaction. So that's 2024. But to finish up in 2023, uh, we wanted to address some questions uh, that our listeners have uh, put forward to, to the show. Uh, shout out to Mitch and Kylie at uh, Caboolture. Uh, Caboolture's uh, 
based in Queensland or is in Queensland. Uh, the question was, are there any changes or updates uh, to property law in Queensland and is there anything that uh, they should be aware of during the conveyancing process? So there has been uh, recently some legislation passed in Queensland. There's a date to be fixed, so it hasn't actually started yet. And these are replacing the current Property Law Act. One of the most important uh, and fundamental changes is that uh, currently when you're selling a property, uh, you, you know, have to give some disclosure. Uh, it could be the, an encumbrance on the title, for instance. Uh, and then the buyer does their own due diligence and does, does their own searches, uh, building and pest inspection, those sorts of things, and finds out more about the property. Under the changes, that obligation to provide uh, that information actually fall, will fall upon the seller to do so to a prospective buyer they uh, must provide a disclosure statement and the prescribed certificates under the new legislation to a prospective buyer. So essentially it provides the seller an obligation to give some information to the buyer, whereas before it was the buyer having to find the information uh, to dictate whether or not they wanted to proceed with purchasing that property. So the changes uh, will mean that the seller has to provide those disclosures. So it's quite an important uh, change that's coming through. As I said, we don't know the exact date as to when that's going to happen just yet. Uh, there may be a change in government uh, soon as well in Queensland that might have some effect on that. Uh, how, but um, they're the sorts of things that are coming through potentially in 2024 to be aware of. Uh, and as I said, it's really um, when you're selling a property that you're going to have to make sure you don't um, uh, fall foul of that new legislation. The, the penalty for that or the consequence for that could be that the buyer could terminate the contract, uh, things like that, or compensate it in some way. So thanks, Mitch and Kylie, for that question. Very pertinent uh, at the moment. Uh, Jono over at Narangbar uh, had a question. He is looking at buying an off-the-plan uh, property in Queensland and wanted to know uh, what the risks are for uh, or what he should be aware of in terms of the risks uh, for an off-the-plan uh, property. So off-the-plan is... Uh, it's a property that isn't uh, doesn't exist essentially, according to the Queensland's titles office or any other titles office. So, it's a property that's getting uh, developed, uh, getting built, for instance. So it's normally a unit or a, a townhouse, or it could be an off-the-plan uh, land purchase. So it's a, a a large block that hasn't been subdivided yet, uh, and you're buying or contracting for a certain part of that and then once it's actually registered it then uh, can settle so it's off the plan. In terms of the risks that you need to be aware of it's vitally important that when you're entering into an off the plan contract that you get advice before you sign. One of the major risks with an off the plan contract is that a lot of times it is subject to finance of say 14 days when you sign the contract 
except settlement may not occur for another 18 months, uh, six months, two years, whatever it could be. At that stage, your circumstances may have changed in terms of your finance uh, and you may not actually be able to get finance anymore if something has happened that's um, is altered your ability to, to pay back the, the loan. So that's one of the risks uh, and uh, you might be able to negotiate with the seller to have the finance condition uh, in the future, say 14 days from uh, when the title registers or something in the future to give you that uh, way of uh, getting the finance later, which reduces that risk. Uh, there's also the time between when you sign it and when you settle, as I said, could be 6, 12, 18 months. Uh, you might find a property that you want um that's better than the one that you've contracted, but you're stuck with with the other one. Uh, the the developer may uh, not proceed with development for any reason. So there's that time that you've essentially wasted waiting for for that to happen. Uh, so there's certain things you need to be aware of with an off the plan contract. Make sure you get the advice uh, before you sign it. Uh, go and see a legal advisor about that. Uh, and they'll be able to give you the uh, information regarding that that contract. So definitely something that you need to be aware of and there are some risks with that. One of the other questions that we get a lot, uh, and Bridget uh, has sent one through. Uh, now, Bridget's heard about this term called cooling off uh, period in property transactions and just wanted to know how does that work, what does it mean, uh, here in uh, in Queensland. So a cooling off period is uh, where you're buying a, a property and under Queensland legislation, you're, as the buyer, are given a cooling off period. So you have a period of time where you can change your mind. This doesn't apply if you buy a contract at, uh, buy a property, sorry, at auction. And the cooling off period is five business days. And that's five business days from the date that the contract is uh, sent to your uh, solicitor or the agent sends it to you as a, as a signed contract by all parties. You've got five business days. During that time, if you changed your mind and you didn't buy the property at auction, you could terminate the contract under the cooling off period. There is, however, a penalty for doing that. Uh, and the seller can request a payment and that payment is up to 0.25% of the purchase price. So it's something to be uh, aware of that if you do terminate a contract under the cooling off period, you may be asked to pay 0.25% of the purchase price, which, uh, you know, as prices go up, that amount obviously goes up as well. So if you're going to contemplate terminating under the cooling off period, make sure you get some advice before you do it because there might be other ways that you could get out of the contract, not just under the uh, cooling off period. Now, Victoria down at Cooperoo uh, in Brisbane had a question about selling a property in Queensland and wanted to understand the responsibilities regarding uh, disclosing property information and what needs to be disclosed. So this sort of ties into the first question from Mitch and Kylie at Caboolture about the changes that are coming in. Uh, so the, right now, the changes obviously don't apply uh, in terms of when you're selling a property in Queensland, what you need to disclose. So you need to disclose any 
encumbrances on the the property so there could be an easement or something like that that needs to be disclosed uh, on the contract there's certain body corporate disclosure that you need to provide if your property is uh, part of a body corporate uh, but they're the main things that need to be disclosed right now uh, there are no other requirements for disclosing uh, things like, I don't know, the always that one about someone died in the property, uh, the agent, if they knew about it and asked about it, they would probably need to disclose it, but it doesn't need to go on the actual contract that's that's signed. Uh, but as we said, watch this space uh, from a selling point of view about what needs to be disclosed. Uh, and always ask for the advice before you enter into that contract as a as a seller and a uh, buyer. So thanks, Victoria from Cooperoo. Uh, and then one of the the final questions and one of the questions we uh, talk about a lot is, you know, what are the typical costs for conveyancing in Queensland? Are there any hidden fees or expenses? Uh, that uh, now this is Matthew from Mount Mellum, what he should be or what he should know about. Uh, so the fees generally, I guess, range, it depends on whether you're buying or selling, uh, but it would probably range from about 750 up to $1,200 um, plus GST. And then there are the search fees when you're buying a property where you need to pay uh, for the searches. So most conveyances just pass on the actual cost of the searches. They're not putting a, a margin or anything on those searches. Uh, and they they range, depending on the particular council, from, say, sort of 400 up to 850, depending on what searches you need. There's also uh, some government uh, charges for registration. And in most states now in Australia the online conveyancing or the electronic conveyancing system, there are charges uh, with that. So say PEXA is $123 odd dollars. Uh, so you would need to pay those as well. So yeah, the range is from 750 to 1200 ish, depending on the value of the property and where it is, uh, plus the searches and the registration and electronic uh, conveyancing fees all up. Um, you know, somewhere around the 2000 mark when you're buying, uh, selling, you don't need to do the searches. So you're looking more at, say, $1,100, $1,200 in, in total for conveyancing fees. Obviously, you always get a quote from your conveyancer before you start. Make sure uh, you're happy with them. Um, ask questions, uh, see if they'll review the contract, those sorts of things. It's important to get that advice at the beginning before you sign the contract. Uh, so that's the questions that we've had uh, sent in to us. Uh, and if you do have any other questions that you want us to address, just uh, remember um, it is possible in uh, Spotify and in Apple Podcasts to add your question into the Q&A uh, box section and then obviously hit submit and then we'll get that question or uh, get in contact us contact uh, with us through other means if you have uh, some other questions. Uh, as I said, this is our last show for 2023. Uh, moving into 2024, we'll be back bigger and better uh, with a lot uh, more uh, shows during the year. As I said, a lot more guests on a regular basis. 
and really excited about 2024 and what we're going to share with our listeners. Uh, we appreciate uh, if you have tuned in to any of the episodes during 2023 and we wish you uh, all the best and a happy holiday season and we'll be back in 2024. Now, remember, before you sign off on your next property deal, sign up to our podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you.